Welcome to Stories That Matter, a podcast brought to you by STM. We are a specialist professional services marketing agency, and we believe that the role of marketing is to make people feel something, because that's the way to create positive change, and that the best way to do that is through the stories we tell. In this episode, we talk to Adam Gardner. His story is one of hope, the essential goodness of humankind, and one which in some cases was quite literally life-saving. We hope you enjoy. Adam, brilliant for you to be uh, with us today. Thanks so much for joining this episode of uh, Stories That Matter. Uh, We really appreciate you being on it. My pleasure, Gary. Really, really, really excited to be here. Um, And let's kick off. As you know, this podcast is called Stories That Matter, and we really focus on meeting and talking to people who've got great stories to tell. And uh, you certainly have got a, a great story to tell. And I won't spoil it by um, by giving anybody a sneak preview on that. We're, we're going to come on to that pretty soon. But just before we do, um, yeah, tell us about you and tell us, um, you know, what you're up to and, uh, and, and, and how you uh, spend your days currently. Well, I spend them mostly at home, sadly, uh, because of the of the pandemic. Uh, I am um, I'm a director at a company called Meritech. We're an IT and software company based in the fantastic, lovely town of Skipton in North Yorkshire, beautiful little market town. Um, I'm, I actually live and am bred over the border in Lancashire, so uh, my commute used to be about 33 miles a day, which I used to hate. I used to hate it with a passion. I was stuck on the M65 regularly. And um, obviously the pandemic meant um, we started to work from home and I've come to realise very much how much I, I miss that that driving, that little bit of uh, that hour and 10 minutes listening to a lot of rubbish on the radio, talk sport maybe, maybe uh, get a bit of a podcast on, maybe uh, listen to the radio, you know, a bit of music, but I didn't realise how important that was to me. Uh, so um, I say I'm a, the direct, one of three directors at Meritech. I've been working at Meritech for 14 years. Uh, I came in from a local authority background, um, which now run a service at Meritech, predominantly focused on that. And I'm the, one, the director with the responsibility for all our people stuff. So I look after HR, although, although uh, I'm not from a sort of qualified HR background. I just really care about people and, and I put people at the forefront of everything everything I do I'm so much I'm so much purpose over profit which the other two directors might not um agree with but that's the way I am yeah brilliant Uh, I'm a married uh dad of one I've got a a young lad uh called Ben who's uh year eight at school so he's he's coming up to 13 next month and if I'm not working I'm uh ferrying Ben around uh the town to either his football practice where where I coach his under 13s football team I've done that since we was under sixes um to say it's the hardest job I've ever had would be the understatement of the year. I, I go back for more every year. I don't know why. I promise my wife every year I can't go up with the stresses of this on a Sunday afternoon, <laughs> but I do. Uh, tonight, straight after this podcast, Gary, I'm, I'll be uh, getting these uh, MMA gloves and pads on and we'll be off down to the uh, local martial arts club. And he does that three or four times a week. So I do a lot of ferrying Ben around. Uh, my lovely wife, Nicola, She worked, I met Nicola at the uh, Blackburn council many years ago and uh, we're both uh, both stuck predominantly working from home so our home life's a real challenge at the minute because we spend uh, what feels like it's like groundhog day we we get up 
she's downstairs, I'm upstairs, she makes a brew, where's mine? I make a brew, where's hers? <laughs> we um we well, at least at least you share making the brews. Well, we're not always. This is a source of contention at the minute. <laughs> we um we uh we go for a walk with the dog every dinner time. We tend to do the same walk, which was fantastic at first, but now it's uh, it just feels like we're doing it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh I'm 45 years old. I'm football crazy. That's all I've done all my life. I used to uh, I used to play at a decent level, semi-professionally uh, in the northwest. I've coached since I stopped playing, and I suppose what we're here to talk about, lads United, is, is the joining up of a lot of them things for me. So my love of football, my love of coaching, my uh, passion for people, passion for my mates. I'm a real lads lad. Or I like to think I'm a real lads lad. So I like a pint down the pub. I like people taking the piss out of me. I like to take the piss back, and that's good for me. Not for everybody, it's really good for me. I like the odd swear word. Um, so I think Lad United is almost a culmination, accidentally, of all them things that I love: football, people, and uh, the lad, the lad culture, if you will. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, we're going to come on and talk about Lad United, but um, thank you for that. Am I right in thinking, by the way, that Skipton's just been voted or has recently been voted one of the nicest places to live in the UK? Is that right? I don't know if that's a fact, but it wouldn't surprise me because it, it really, really is a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, if, if anybody listening uh, fancies a, a trip to the to North Yorkshire, I mean, to be fair, as a Lancashire lad, I, I might get shot saying this, but it is absolutely it's a beautiful part of the country, is North Yorkshire. Not just not just Skipton, which is on the edge of it, and the edge right on the edge of the Yorkshire Dales, but the the wider county, uh, you know, up to places like Richmond and Malden, they're all just little market market towns, and it just seems that, that the pace of life just seems to be. 50% slower than, you know, everywhere else you go. And it's, yeah. uh, it's a real trick. The sun seems to always shine, which it never does where I live. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would rec- I recommend Skipton, but I recommend North Yorkshire yeah, uh, to anybody good. listening. Well, we'll make sure this podcast gets sent to the Skipton Tourist Authority and they can uh, they can use it as part of their marketing. Uh, yeah, I, I might get a voucher, you never know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, let's just go back. Um, you referenced your inherent interest in and, and, and love for people as part of your business. And I want to come on and talk about that. But I, I want to get straight into the heart of the story. You mentioned Lads United, and, and, and we're going to touch on that. But let's just go back to, 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 to where really the story begins. And just explain what happened at, at the start of the pandemic, and, and really where you took the, you know, where the beginning of the story starts, if you like. Yeah, sure. So it was formed by accident. So what it was, we a group of friends of mine, so ex-school friends, so predominantly lads in in the late thirties and forties. We used to play football of a Monday evening uh, at the Blackburn Rovers indoor centre. So a, 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 a big a big hall with an astroturf pitch in, and every Monday for as as many years as I can remember, certainly since I stopped playing football in my early thirties, we'd have a Monday night where we'd go down, blow off a bit of steam, uh, have a game of football. Obviously not at the same quality or speed or standard as as uh, as it used to be but we were all together and again all the crack and the the banter and that was there so you know you'd, we'd have a whatsapp group you know trying to arrange the 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 sessions each week which was good fun and banter and then you you come down you'd play the football uh, which is great you blow off a bit of steam uh, you get rid of any stress anxiety anger you might have in a game of football in in a nice way i don't mean that in a bad way and then we'd have a pint after great stuff so it worked for them. You know, we read it, you know, could leave it then, park it for another week and we'd be back and ready the, the week after, after we'd probably take till Thursday nowadays to get rid of the stiffness in our legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, now the pandemic started and, and 
immediately the the building got closed down for you know for obvious reasons. So our football got closed down. Um, so our WhatsApp group, which was always busy during during the week, was certainly busy on the Sunday and the Monday and the the Tuesday after you know before and after the the, the training we did went very quiet for a few weeks and if you remember at the start of the pandemic or certainly where, where i lived in, in in lancashire the the sun was shining uh and it felt really nice you weren't i was working from home so i could log off at five six o'clock wander into the garden with uh, have a, uh, a beer or a, a glass of wine with nicola and it was great for a few weeks and our whatsapp group reflected that gary yeah. it was uh, yeah, lots well, of pictures of lads saying ah, you know i've been a picture sending through a, you know a, bo- a bottle of budweiser or whatever they was they were supping and it was great, but the weather changed and the mood of the group changed almost simultaneously. And, and then lots of guys who were engaging in what appeared to be a pretty positive way that the early in the early weeks of the pandemic started to perhaps withdraw from the group or the comments back into the, the chats that were going on. Mm. I want to say took a darker turn, but they certainly weren't fun and, and bright and breezy like they were in the, in the first instance. Now, yeah. Um, thinking about what I do at work and part of what I do at work, obviously um, HR is a, is is a function at any business uh, and something I you know I'm very proud to look after at Meritech, and I've not long since qualified as the company's mental health first train first aid uh, champion or whatever it, we call it. Yeah. So I had I had an uh, an, an understanding, no more certainly no expert and I had just understanding of you know maybe some of the signs and I was spotting one or two in, within the group. So it just got me thinking, you know, what can we do? And, we, and at that point in time, we could do something outdoor. Yes. So again, I'm a, at this time, I'm probably an under 11s coach. So we're using size four footballs and not the biggest balls. <laughs> well, uh, we, so we're using the smaller balls. So I just, I just thought to myself, right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put somebody on the group. I'm going to say, I'm going to be down the local park. So I put a message out, lads, I'm going to be down the local park, 6 p.m. on this Monday, back in, I think it was May near 2020 something like that anybody wants to come down if you just want to come down sit down and we'll sit around it's just me and you and we'll have a natter we'll do it hopefully enough of you'll come down with so we can have a kick about and we'll take it from there so the first night beautiful evening remember it like yesterday i went down with my lad ben who would be 11 um my nephew came down who was named to do with the original group so it was three of us and then we ended up with six adults of four younger younger lads so 11, 12, 13. So enough just to have a bit of a kick about. So I put a, yeah. a session on like I would do for my under 11s. We did a bit of running, a bit of stretching, got the balls out. And within two minutes of everybody arriving, the banter starts again. The people are taking the mickey. God, you've put some weight on. What have you been up to the last few weeks? All them <laughs> sorts of things. But you need it. You know, I always say, I've, I've said it throughout. So theme, I say throughout Lads United, lads need lads. Yeah. And uh, I think as you get older, Certainly, go through, you know, you, you progress through your twenties into your thirties, and and family becomes more um, more of a focal point of your life. And you've grown up through, you know, football teams, cricket teams. You know, you've gone to the pub. You might play for the pools, the darts, whatever it is, whatever floats your boat. You've always been, you've been in and around your mates. You go out the weekend, Saturday nights, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, or whatever you again, whatever your tipple is, and. Probably by no fault, really. You, you get to your thirties, and you know you're putting weight on. Your hair's falling out. Your finances are a little bit more spoken for at times, and you, you withdraw from these groups. Yeah. And I don't think re- lads really understand the impact that can happen. And you know, sometimes it's you know it's 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 the wife or the girlfriend. You know, give, giving you a bit of grief. She'll be spending more time with me. I'm not arguing with that. But you still need your mates. Mm. 
and, and I, I say I've always had the saying that lads need lads, and I think lads are better for it when you know within reason. You know they're spending time with people they've grown up with and done things through. And, and I take that right through from being eighteen to you know you know three to seventy. I want to be playing ground green balls with my mates in in my seventies, and I still want them giving me some grief, and I want to be able to give. Or, it back or indeed, you never know, still playing football. Yeah, well, hopefully walking football. That's where that's absolutely where we're progressing to with with it, Gary. So yeah, so we started it by accident. So night one we had six six adults, four kids, and then the, the WhatsApp group were buzzing for a few hours after a few and some of the lads who didn't think it was out in it said, Oh, I'll come next week. So week two we had seventeen. And I think week three, we had 27. So this is discounting yeah. the kids who come and joined us, which is another really fantastic byproduct to what we do, is our kids are coming and joining in with us. Yeah, yeah, and They're yeah. seeing the benefit of all the, the camaraderie and the support that's come of it. So it kind of formed at that point. So I spoke to a local um, cricket and football club and said to said to the, one of my friends who actually runs the football team, and I said, look, can you speak to the committee? He said, we'd love to do this on a bit more of a formal basis. Can we borrow your facilities? For a uh, for a few weeks, and in return, we'll come back to the bar and we'll have a couple of pints after. So we'll give a little bit of money back into the club, which obviously needs you know where every penny counts. So the the club was fine with that. So that was possibly May June, and it starts to go dark at the end of sept at the end of September. So from May to end of September, we ran the session once a week with the maximum amount of people you could have at the time, which was thirty mm. outdoor in a sport, and we ran it every and there was people banging my door down to join this 30. And I just, I said, I can't with no more, can't have any more space. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the lads turned up, we put a football session on, we became lads United. We, we, we had a strap line of it's okay not to be okay on the back of our shirts. And where, did, uh, where did lads United come from? I mean, I... okay. The name. Mm. Yeah. So I, I don't mind a, a bit of plagiarism. I have a friend of mine who runs a, a group called creative football local it's it's a it's a, an official charity okay. and creative football deal with guys who probably are further down further down the the, the order of, of, of struggling with the mental health so they deal with people yeah. in real not in crisis necessarily but if we think it's mental health on a scale of one to ten they're dealing with people in the one twos threes and fours yeah and okay. united probably deals with people in the five six seven eight nines and tens and we're in a way trying to stop them get into the ones, twos, threes and four by by having, you know, a group, by feeling part of something, by doing a bit of physical exercise, because that in turn reflects good on your on your mental yeah, yeah, health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Creative Football run run some run, run a couple of side projects, one called Blokes United and one called Girls United. It's very similar, just we're probably dealing with different people, different types of people, I think. Yeah. So just just that up up where we live, we refer to uh, guys as lads, and, yeah, and that, yeah, that's yeah. it's as simple as that, Gary. Okay. So lads and United, obviously being together. Did you get a sense as you were doing this that you you had people turning up that were struggling, but were using this now as a real opportunity to be able to get out? meet their mates, talk again, overcome some of the natural sense that I think we all had at that time, didn't we? Which is once the initial, you know, buzz had worn off that actually it was sunny and we've got two or three weeks where, you know, we've got time to relax. You know, I remember well that time when really the, the, the you know, it wore off, didn't it? And I think everybody started to realise that this was going to be a very different, you know, different and difficult time. Do you get a sense then that, this group that you were putting together was going to be as as amazingly helpful as it was. 
No, not, not well, not initially, and I think simply because I didn't. It it wasn't. It didn't become until a little later. So mm. initially, I was just trying to have a game of football. And I've been selfish. I, if I'm not playing football personally, yeah, I really can see the alignment between my my mental well being and, and my doing physical activity and being around my mates. So there's probably probably a selfish element in that I wanted to play. Yeah, and I knew a couple of the other lads wanted to play, and I'm always the guy in our group who sorts things out. I've just always been the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just my natural. Uh, the way sorry that's just the way I am and when I do sort something I want to sort it out myself I just yeah, I, yeah, I trust yeah. myself to do yeah. it and I've always been like that so it, there was a selfish element initially but it probably dawned on me after two or three weeks that there was there was more to be just than a just than a football group you know just to kick about with the lads and, mm. and I think after probably week four when I approached the cricket the cricket sports and cricket club to say uh, there's a bit more in this um, that's probably when it dawned on me that we, we, we're on to something. Mm. And I, just one or two private messages from the lads just saying, you know, you, it's, you've got me out of a real hole here, Adam, with this. You know, I've, I've not, I'm, I'm literally going to work, coming home, and then just waiting to go to work again. I'm going to bed yeah. at eight o'clock because I have nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's just giving me something to focus on. And again, I, I go back to the um, the value of physical health to help your mental health. Yeah. And that's something I, I've understood for a long time I know I, I probably hadn't been able to put put it into words until the last two or three years because I was always firmly in the camp that I didn't have, you know I didn't have mental health but mental health meant mental illness mm. and uh, I realized you know quickly when I'm not doing something so it's like when I've had an injury when I've been playing football and maybe I've been out for five or six weeks with a you know with, with, with whatever the injury is and I'm thinking why am I so bloody moody why am I so snappy at people <laughs> and a lot of that is because I'm not getting I'm not I haven't got that outlet and yeah. the outlet, I don't mean just physically. I mean, the outlet to have that crack and the banter with people, which is always something I've always done. Yeah. So to answer the question, I think, yeah, probably three, four or five weeks in, I realized we were onto something and then it, it's something I can't just stop doing because people are messaging me privately to say, I love in the football session, but it's doing me the world of good mentally. Mm. So yeah, we then looked at, well, how do we make it a bit more than a game of football on a Monday night once a week? So we started to, in fact, um, what happened then, if you remember, that we, we then got locked down a little tighter at one point. Yeah, we couldn't I, even yeah. do the sessions. And that was a real worry for me. I thought, what the bloody hell are we going to do here? Because, you know, I can't remember how many weeks in it were, maybe five, six, seven, eight weeks in. Hmm. So we, we thought we must do something else. So me and one of my other friends, who's a natural comedian, he uh, we, we did a, a, a weekly question of sports quiz. It was on a Friday night. And we invited people to turn up with their families, uh, bring a beer. And he, uh, my friend Mark had come dressed as a different character. He'd come as Big Bird from Sesame Street one day. <laughs> he ruined a child's Christmas. He turned up as Father Christmas and one of the lads had brought his two or three-year-old on and he went, Father Christmas, and he, t- and he took his beard off. it. no, it's me, it's Mark. <laughs> so, no. so Christmas was ruined for that lad uh, forevermore. Oh. Uh, so we did that We did that just to maybe fill the gap between the things. And then as we approached the end of... Um, September and it started to go dark. We approached uh, a local semi-professional club that had a floodlit pitch, yeah. and we uh, I went in and did a pitch about what we're trying to achieve here. And all we're trying to achieve is we're trying to give people an outlet, you know, both physically and mentally. But we don't want to sit around in a circle and say, "Right, my name's Adam. I'm struggling with mental health." You know, just the being part of something and is just doing it and getting on with doing it, it is enough. Now we we have things in place. You know, we have links into local services like the guys at Creative Football. If it becomes too 
if, if and we've had this, we have a guy who suffers who suffered really really badly with his mental health to the point he's um, sadly tried to take his own life a couple of times in the last year or two. And now that's too much for me to do. I, I don't know the I haven't got the skills for that. But what we do have, we have, we we know where the signposts are locally, not yeah. just to the NHS, not not just to A and E or wherever. You know, we know some really good people who can help. And 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 the the, the guy in question um, has said to us on, on on a number of occasions, if it wasn't for Lads United, he won't be here. Now, wow, that's that's humbling. You know, yeah. beyond beyond words to hear. Yeah. Um, he and and and, this- and and sorry, and I guess. I guess, you know, also, and I, I know privately you share with me other messages that, you know, not not, not you should not share the messages, but you share the sentiment of of the messages and without, you know, obviously going into the details of the people involved, but it, it, it feels like you had a profound effect on quite a few, you know, quite a few men in that period. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely stay away from saying I've had a profound effect. I think the groups had a profound effect. I, yeah. I, I, I accept that, you know, that, you know, somebody has to run these things and do these things. I think what, I think the thing that has the profound effect is the, is, is the support of the group and it's support in, in a, a really lad kind of way. Sometimes mm. it's, you know, it's, it's tech, some, you need to hear a bit of a banter. You can't always be softly, softly stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and I don't mean pull yourself together stuff. It's not. I don't mean that at all. But you know, get your ass to football. Stop being. You know, don't be so wet. You know, yeah, come yeah. down. We'll have a crack. We'll have a beer. Yeah. You know, and you can. You know, we can have them problems. We can share the problems. So we've so many examples of that, and we get. We run two sessions a week now. We probably get 80, 90 different guys coming through the sessions on a weekly basis. We get guys from 16-year-olds to 60. We get guys who are super fit to guys who, you know, you know, walking football is probably a bit too fast for them. We get everything and everything, and we don't exclude anything. We, we had two rules when we started, and one of them was that we would not become competitive so we won't enter into into league. So then it becomes about the best players getting into a team. Yeah. And the other rule we had was no knobheads allowed. <laughs> and I'd love, I've to, looked, when I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to know how you worked out the criteria for that. But that that's probably well, very sim- that's very simple. Another podcast. <laughs> it possibly is, but very simply, you know, if if you come down and you, you're here for yourself, and you come down trying to be the best, you know, to be Lionel Messi or Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo, and you're going into tackles like Vinnie Jones. This isn't for you. Yeah, it's yeah. about it's about setting up the lad who's never he's never he hasn't scored a goal for five weeks and putting him in and making him score because it makes his day. Yeah, and that, we you know we've had to kick a two or three out over the time and I've I've you know I've had to have difficult conversations with lads who wanted to come but just couldn't get the concept of it. Uh, but yeah, that that rule's really uh, done, done as well, Gary. He says the no knobheads rule. It's not, and actually, to be fair, it's not a bad rule for life. Actually, I think it's not, and it's a rule I, I intend to bring in at Meritech. Genuine, and yeah. I genuinely mean this. We talked about it the other day. I've, I'd obviously phrase it differently. Yeah. But but the, but the message is the same. You know, I'm more about person. I don't speak for the company, here, but I'm more bothered about you as a person than I am bothered about your academic qualifications. Mm. Are you trainable? Are, are, are you going to support your teammate when they need you? Are you, you know, are you going to go the extra mile for the company because the company will go the extra mile for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I might need to. I might need to give you. You might need to give me some marketing tips on that one, Gary. But, <laughs> I would go. That speak, be, I would go and speak to your head of HR if it were me. Right, great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll agree that then. Yeah. So listen, just yeah, just going back. I mean, I, I, what did you what what did you learn about in this period? I mean, you probably knew, and it's the reason you set the group up, I guess, instinctively that you know things are better when you're together. They are better when 
but as we know, and and there's a lot of evidence for this, um, and you and I both know it because we occupy this space, you know, men aren't very good at opening up. They're not good at talking about how they feel. They're not good at talking about their own well-being. And they're certainly not good at sharing things that, are, are make, you know, appear to, in their eyes, not actually, but in their eyes, you know, appear to make them vulnerable. Did, did, you, did you see a, 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 a real difference in the way people were prepared to open up to each other you know in that period and and talk about how much they were struggling in the pandemic because they were part of that group yeah so i think um probably all ends both certainly both ends of the spectrum i think we found initially a lot of the a lot of the uh think about this we're dealing with guys here predominantly you know um you know builders scaffolders we're not dealing with people in hr like me who who under who to understand the softer side so we're dealing with six foot four guys t- tattoos all over their arms and legs and and um who've never had a conversation with you know probably never had a cuddle off their the dad in the life mm-hmm. and I'm, again I'm, I'm, not, I'm just generalizing mm-hmm. just to try and paint a picture of the type of like often a lot of the lads we have in our group yeah you know they're uh they're uh, you know the tradesmen yeah uh, you know the majority i would i would say so initially we had a lot of guys saying i love the football but that mental health shit's not for me. So am I right just to come? I, I say, yeah, because knowing I, I know what it's like, you know, you're not, we're not saying you're mentally ill, but we slowly but surely, you know, I say, you know, they buy the kit with it, it's okay, not to, okay. Now they might not, they might not resonate with the message at all, or they certainly didn't, some didn't at the beginning. And, but slowly but surely, you, you find um, some opened up quicker and you find people opening up in, um, Never, never at the football session. This carry at the actual football. We keep the football, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, never, in, ever. in the in 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 the in interaction and group afterwards. Yeah. So the, the the WhatsApp group, the 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 bar afterwards. Slowly, slowly but surely, one or two would open up, and then I'd get one come to me. A lad I went, I've been to school with thirty five years. Said, uh, really, thanks for it. I just you know, I don't mind telling you now. He said, I've I've had a, a gamble, a really bad gambling addiction since uh, for, for thirty years. I'm like, wow, and I, I wouldn't have known. And he was actually, he was running the local GA sessions and I, I hadn't got a clue. And I say a, a friend of mine, so he, didn't, he was too embarrassed yeah. to say he was running the session, never mind going to the session. Yeah. Um, I think there was a bit of a sort of eureka moment uh, a few months in. And by this time, we'd, we'd, we'd had a few webinars where we'd invited the guys to come to the webinar. And we'd had, we had a, a fantastic guy called uh, Aaron Connolly who Aaron is, runs a project in Scotland called Time to Tackle, Time to Tackle Your Mental Health Football mm. Link. And Aaron suffered mentally himself, uh, a couple of suicide attempts. Uh, somebody I suggest, you know, listeners look up if, if you have any interest in the subject. Yeah. Um, he's, he's now, he's, he's probably recognising Scottish football as probably the key, the, the main person who, who does this sort of thing up there I mean, awards all over the place. So I got Aaron to come and speak to the guys uh, about his story. And it's, it's a, an incredibly dark and uh, upsetting story of, of his um, life as, as a young professional footballer to, to walking out of a professional contract with Hibernian at maybe 16, 17, 18 years of age because he, he just didn't feel he, he fitted in and he had mm. incredible anxiety, although he couldn't pin it down to that and walking away from a, a professional contract to a bed sit at a sort of a Salvation Army type place and and then uh, from that, uh, trying to take his own life um, wow. and you could hear a pin drop. It was, it was, on, it was an online um, webinar a bit like this and 
things like that. And then we got uh, the fantastic David Beanie to do a different style of chat to the lads. And, we, you know, they were all coming. So whether they, they were saying, I only want to come for the football, they were still coming to the webinars. Yeah. And they were listening. So that was good enough. Their ears are open. We can, you know, we can, you know, we can get some subtle messages in there. And we continue to do that uh, via various events. And we still continue to do that today. We do some online learning for the guys that they can, uh, you know, log into any time if they need to, just for a little bit of a refresher. And have you, and and have you found that, that the numbers have maintained? I mean, obviously you grew it into, you know, what was a big group Uh, of those numbers maintained and, 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 you know, stayed together Post pandemic, yeah. are you getting a good mix of people still doing it? Yes. So, what, doing doing the doing this the football sessions? Or no, doing doing the, the, doing the you know the follow ups and going to yeah. the webinars and. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, the last one we did was uh, just before Christmas, and we had again another wonderful charity called State of Mind, who had wow. the rugby league mental health charity came and did mm. a a workshop with us. Just it was a week before Christmas, and I think we had over fifty guys attend. Amazing. Uh, and we had two an ex rugby league player. Uh, a guy called Jimmy Kittins and uh, the ex-football uh, league show presenter George Riley, you might have heard of. He does uh, rugby league. Yeah, football. very much so. Yeah. And I guess what's amazing, by the way, about that story is if you'd have WhatsApped 50 of those guys at the start of the pandemic and said, do you want to jump on a webinar? With <sighs> some, none of them would have done it, would they? No, I'd have been told to F off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, that's and, not for me. And yet you've managed to build, a, a, if you know, like an alliance of camaraderie and, 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 and matehood. It's not a word, is it? But I've just made that up. But, you know, a camaraderie of... Brotherhood. Brotherhood, that's the word, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I think what we did, Gary, we, we, we removed the stigma yeah. in our group. Simple as that. Mm. You know, we didn't try to do it in a... In a um, a clinical way we never use words that we don't we don't use words we don't understand no. you know i'm struggling mate you yeah. know and that's, and that's why that. it's okay not to be okay is a yeah of is a it very is. powerful phrase isn't it because everybody gets it you know and i think it's, it's, it's worth saying by the way you referenced the great david beanie and uh, he's obviously somebody that you and i you know know well and and, and again for people listening to, to this podcast you know and obviously it's about you know really the issue of well-being and, and, and mental health I would definitely urge anybody to look at David's business, Breaking the Silence. The work that he does is absolutely magnificent, isn't it? Yeah, and just, just endorse that, Gary. And, and David was probably the the blue touch paper for, for me personally, and, and mm. certainly for, for us at Meritech in terms of you know our, our change of culture. Now, we, we've always been a fantastic company in terms of looking after people, but it's easy to say that, isn't it? It's really th- such a throwaway comment. But we, we just... Um, when I, I came across David by chance on a, a webinar, and I, I was one of them, I've sat there, oh, I'm too bloody busy for this crap. <laughs> uh, I, I go on, then I'll join. And I, I, he got me straight away because his language was normal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I get yeah. that. And, and, you know, I'm a normal lad. You know, I'm not particularly well-educated. Um, I came up for a council house. My mum and dad split up when I was nine. My mum brought five of us up. So my story is you know, not one of struggle because I come from a fantastic family. I love, you know, I, could, I wouldn't wish much different if I'm honest with you I've got I'm so close with all my mum my, 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 my brothers and sisters but I, we had nothing absolutely bugger all you yeah. know so my story you know is one of I, I I'm a I'm a I've got where I am in in terms of our company through just you know working my way up doing the job going to the next step doing the job going to the next step rather than having any big wow qualifications that say Adam could do this or do that It's interesting, isn't it? Because 
you know, I'm just going to take you back to that phrase, that that mental health shit, right? That you that you referenced, yeah. because it is, of course, true that that you know, and I think less so now, clearly, um, but I think it's still true that that's you know something that some people can come to this issue thinking, you know, I haven't got time to think about it. You know, what is it? You know, frankly, does it matter? Blah 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 blah. You know, and as I say, I think it's far less than it was, but but I, I'm interested in now just chatting briefly about your journey with mental health, your journey with understanding this issue about the need to remove the stigma as you talked about, which you clearly did brilliantly with the group that you set up pre, pre, you know, just post pandemic. I'm interested in that journey, you know, from somebody who probably started, you know, from a position of thinking, what is this thing? Waste of time. Do I need to bother? Frankly, just get on with it. And, you know, Um, put your best foot forward and 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 you know buckle up really. But tell me about that journey because it, it's obviously very important as well for people to hear that because I think there will be a lot of people listening to this thinking, okay, I understand it's an issue. I understand I have to engage, but what do I do? Why is it important? What difference does it make to me and my company? To, to talk talk about that journey for a moment. Yeah, well, I'm I'm a I'm a big advocate of the role of the non-expert here i don't think i don't think we need to be uh you know qualified as a psychiatrist you know to, to make a difference you know just generally not not just mental health i think you know, there's a lot we can do you know um to make a different little things you know uh i'm, I'm a generally positive person and, and i'm generally the person who'll give something a go you know even if i make a big zero of it <laughs> i'll give it a go um, my journey was so i've always been uh you know i came from a you know, my younger days, if you will, my apprenticeship at the, the local council was uh, in, in a customer fa- customer services type thing, dealing with people who were struggling with uh, at the, the margins of society, so people on benefits, so helping them make the claims, pointing them in the right direction to the services that in that uh, were in our local area. So I always that that sort of role has always been my type of role. So it's I I love dealing with staff i love dealing with customers i love dealing with people obviously i, I hate all the others I, i'm not so, i'm not one for the finance sheets and all that sort of stuff but um you know and I, I've, I've had a very um northern lad upbringing so football go for a few pints probably did a few things I'd, i i i shouldn't have done in my younger days in my 20s going out clubbing and but that's what it is you know it's, it's what that's part of my dna now and uh my journey was mental health. Probably, I I, I absolutely didn't realise. I I always thought mental health meant mental illness, and yeah. probably it was David Bean who probably switched my thinking in this. And he talked very much about. Uh, if I remember his story, he talked about if you typed uh, physical health into Google, mm-hmm. you'll get uh, an image of like Ronaldo or yeah. um, you know with his top off. And Ar- it's Arnold, a very pos- Arnold, Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, yeah, with his top days, off. Yeah. And, and if you type in mental health, you get this image of somebody with a head in the hand. So mm-hmm. you get a mental illness image yeah. from men, typing mental health, but you get a, a positive image. And I think David was the first person to make me realise that there is a there is a scale for everybody. We all have mental health, no doubt about that. I couldn't be I couldn't be any more convinced of that. We all have mental health. We all have physical health, and like your mental health, like your, sorry, like your physical health. There's lots of things we can do to improve it. We can go to the gym. We can drink a bit less. We can uh, go for a walk at lunch. Uh, and your mental health is exactly the same. You can be you can be up and down that scale, even on a daily basis. You know, your sleep's so important. So I, I had a stinker uh, a couple of days. I couldn't sleep two nights. So I had something in my head from work, and I just couldn't shake it out. Yeah. And I'm waking up at two and three in the morning. I'm tossing and turning. Nicholas 
volleying me in the leg because I can't keep still. <laughs> and I'm having to get up to go into my workroom, write something down just to get it out. And um, uh, yeah, so, so my journey has come from uh, very much like say, not I, I don't I, I cuddle my mom and my brothers and sisters, but my dad, nothing. I still mm. see my dad and my relationship with dad is okay, but it's not a one. I want one. I saw a loving relationship. If, if I need him to give me a lift, shifting something, he'll come and get, help me. But nothing else. And mm. uh, very much pull yourself together. Why, why are you ringing me? You know, if I rang my dad with a mental health issue, be why the bloody hell are you ringing me up? For? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very much. No, a, quite a generational thing, though, isn't it? Oh, for, for, yeah, for sure. And I don't. I'm, I'm not saying that as a criticism of my dad. He, mm. You know, his, his parents were probably. Uh, worse if you will yeah, but i don't yeah, want to yeah. be like that with my boy no and, and we're talking about the scale one of the things i say to my lad regularly if i'm any concerned i'll just say ben how are you on a scale of one to ten and yeah. he knows exactly what i mean he knows i'm talking about his well-being and how he's how he's how, he's, how his head is and he'll give me a score yeah and we can use that that scaling so you know that my journey with mental health has probably been quite a recent one mm. it's one I, I, um that i i'm so passionate about gary i i, I think about it too much probably mm. i'm one of them people who i'm a, i can't sit still so I'm, that's not good for my mental health i don't i don't relax but I, I'm, I'm just one of them people and i find that very even go on holiday probably takes me 10 days of two weeks before i'm starting to yeah but, but you know all, all credit to you um because i mean i think listen this is a, the reason i wanted to ask you to to, to to be a guest um to you know on this podcast is this is a story that really matters because Within the story you told are so many brilliant and important lessons. You know, I think one is about do not underestimate the difference you can make as a person if you simply just look up and acknowledge that there are other people who you can help and support. I think you've demonstrated that. You know, this notion that you talked about earlier around actually don't interpret the way people you know, uh, may appear to be, just notice it, notice it and then try and support them. You know, this notion of don't notice, not interpret, you know, it's not about, you know, I just noticed you feeling a bit down today. Is everything okay? Yep. You know, um, David Beanie talks a lot about, doesn't he, the power of how are you? But when you ask that question, really mean it. Yeah. You know, how are you? And yeah, I, and this, is, this is obviously the thing about asking twice, which is quite a popular one from the guy Roman Kemp. You know, yeah, because it's you know, are you okay? It's just been, it's just, it's become a hello, hasn't it? Mm. It's, you know, you know, but are you really okay? Yeah, you know? and your friends don't expect you to fix them. No, they just want you to be the friends. Yeah, they want to know you're there. You're okay. You want to still mate around with them, but you've, you know, you've yeah. a, I think you've a duty as a as a mate. Yeah, you know, just you know, if you if you you don't see somebody struggling, you don't have to fix them, but you certainly have got to prepared to put the put your arm around the shoulder or what friend are you yeah. you know you know are you right, mate? anything i can do to help mm. I, I probably can't fix your problems but i certainly i'll walk by your side while we fix them well and i also, do that for yeah. all our guys of course and what's powerful about the story about lads united is that you had people that you knew needed help and you got them that support and help and of course significantly they may not have been able to access them, that help themselves or know where to go. And so there's another layer where, you know, you're putting, your, you know, that group has been able to put themselves, um, you know, really in the mix in terms of being able to support and help. And, of course, you know, the other thing that, you know, you, you, you very, um, you know, candidly talk about is this notion of, of you don't need to be an expert. I, I think no. you're right about the phrase mental health. 
I mean, I prefer to think about it as both physical fitness and mental fitness, really. Yeah, fitness, yeah. Right? It's a fitness issue, isn't it? And as yeah. you say, on any given day, you can feel physically well and, and you can feel mentally well, but there's nothing wrong with not feeling well, right? But the, but the notion of being able to say to somebody, look, I'm struggling a bit today, and just, just, the, notion, just, just the process of talking about it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. And I, and I think, Adam, in your case, you know, I, I find it all the more powerful, really, talking to you about it. And I hope people listening to this podcast has because, and, and I hope you'll, you won't mind me saying this, but, you know, you're a down-to-earth, um, successful, but ordinary, um, you know, bloke who, frankly, probably didn't come to this issue from any other, any other position than thinking, what, what can I do to help and support others? And what can I do to make a difference? You know, yeah, and, and, I, and I I'm massive, I'm massive on the making a difference thing, Gary. Mm. I think it's such, such a really good face. I think we all can. You know, it, it doesn't have to be. You don't have to be a lad United, but just just as a sort of add on to our lad United story. Yeah. Through through some of the guys who've come to our lad United sessions in in Lancashire, there's now four different lad Uniteds uh, going on in different parts of the country, yeah. and they've all been inspired by what we do. And it's and it isn't rocket science. We just got a group of friends together saying, look, let's have a game of football, but let's just you know, guys, let's just you know, let's get rid of all that bravado when it really matters. It's still f- fun to have it in the bar and, and, you know, but when it really matters, the, the, the lads will come together. Because generally, I, I do believe people are nice people. Yeah. You know, they, you know, get the odd rotten egg now and again. But I think generally people, people are good. And yeah. I like to, look, you know, for, look for the good in people. And I, I think that's a great way to, you know, obviously live your life. And I, I've got one final question before we end this, this podcast. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to say th- thank you, Hugely, you know, I, I know you're very humble and I know you were very quick to point out I haven't made the difference, but the group I put together has made the difference. And I totally understand that. But, you know, I'm sure you are and I'm sure your family are, by the way, and your friends. But you should be very proud of what you've done um, in, in setting up Lads United and, and building that group and then other groups. Because, you know, you've done that thing that I think most of us always want to do, which is you've touched other people's lives and you've allowed people to come together to make a huge difference actually and in you know I don't think it's you know it's not an exaggeration to say that you you know you've actually been you know life-saving in the case of some people so it's a brilliant effort Adam and and I love the story and I love talking to you about it and I'm absolutely thrilled you've been able to be our guest today so thank you but um, just before we close I've just got really one question and it's an appropriate one given the subject matter we talked about mental health mental fitness and, and the importance of well-being if you're listening to this thinking, okay, what's the one thing? What's the one thing that I should really focus on in terms of my own well-being and my own um, desire to keep myself mentally fit? You know, what, what do you think it would be and what would you urge people to do? Ooh, um, I think I'd say, Gary, I, I, put, put, put your head up. Stick your chest out and look around. What I found since I started to do Lad United, there's just so many wonderful people and wonderful groups around that you'd never, you'd never have found if you if you weren't uh, looking. And there's so many people out there prepared to help, support, encourage, uh, guide. I, I would just encourage people to, um, you know, people, certainly people who are struggling you know, to reach out, you can't fix some of these things yourself. And, you know, if you're like me, you need to be around people. Like I said, the lads need lads phrase earlier on, 
you know, look out there. We've got guys coming to our sessions now who I would never have met in a million years. They're coming from different towns. They're being referred to us through uh, mental health charities. And they're some of the most fantastic guys I've ever met. Yeah. So look out. Don't be frightened to, you know, to, to reach out and ask, you know, you know, what do I like doing? You know, these things around in our locals are men in sheds. I presume they go and bloody build stuff. Not for me, <laughs> but there's so many things out there. There's so many wonderful people, so many wonderful organisations that if you, you do, if you do feel you're struggling, go, have a look or speak to a friend and have a look with somebody and they'll yeah. walk by your side. Um, yeah. Cause I, I think you'll be surprised how much, um, how many fantastic people and fantastic things are out there to help you. Yeah. You're not alone. Get get out there and talk to me. This, you know, it's hard to do, and it's very easy to say. But and if you're somebody like me, and it doesn't have to be football, and you'd like to do, it's so easy to do something like this. I, I've brought on my paddy at the beginning, build it, and they will come, and they, they bloody will. They'll come, people, because people are desperate for yeah. to be involved and to be included. Particularly people in this, you know, uh, mid, you know, midlife people. You know, where, where your chances of being in a football team or a cricket team probably have passed. Yeah. So well, let's let's have a, a football team that does, let's go join a walking football team. Yeah. You know, don't give up on yourself because you've you know you've reached a, a particular stage in life. Let's go and take advantage of the next stage. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's brilliant advice. And that kind of look up and look around you and seek help and support and advice is a is a great way to end this podcast. Adam, ma- massively grateful to you. Yours is definitely a story that matters, and and the the themes and things that you've done, I think, have been you know, just incredible. So I'm really grateful that you shared that with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure, Gary.